0: Moo and good evening everybody welcome to the Tron. this is Brent Robinson hosting tonight and with me is Sean Fogenberg. Sean what are
1: you drinking? I have a Dust Bowl Brewing Peace Love and Haze Hazy IPA. Delicious Dust Bowl I don't
0: know if I'd use Dust Bowl as a beer selling point but is it good?
1: <laughs> yeah it's pretty it's a uh, pretty tasty kind of juicy um Dust Bowl is in Turlock, California, so Central Valley makes sense that, name makes sense. Enough, you answered little, my uh, question
0: about where that was out of, so.
1: Grapes are Rathi. Yeah.
0: And with me also is Chris Greenland. Chris, what are you drinking?
2: Actually, it worked out pretty well for what we might be talking about later. Um, I've got a Glenn Farkless 105, cask strength, uh, yeah. single scotch
0: delicious. And I am drinking a Fulinari Valpolicella 2020. It's pretty nice. Bless you. I've quite come to enjoy a Valpolicella as an Italian red. Ah, It's, It's some sort of they do something with the skins or whatever. And like the really expensive one is they like leave it out in the sun and then they make that wine and then they take like the skins that are left over and they mix it with the other stuff. And that's the Valpolicella. (laughs) So it's kind of like a discount um, version of the better
1: one. I can't remember what the better one is called though right now. They get Lucy to step on all of them. And yeah. I'm
2: glad we've got some wine representation back in the Tron to be honest. Good job. Yeah
0: yeah no boring brent tonight we'll have an actual drink
1: yeah without without because
0: today i already
1: raced <laughs> without james without page without like yeah yeah learning who's who's here to drink wine
0: well today the answer is brent <laughs> And yes, yeah, speaking of racing, race one in herd. Oh, yes, I've had race one and two in herd winter racing already go by as we already record this. This week, the race is seaside sprint. Uh, we've all three of us raced this already this week. So, uh, Chris, oh, you raced in race one, I think, right? <laughs> with Matt, I did. Uh,
2: I did, I didn't race with Matt, I was in the same race. <laughs> <as I did.
0: laughs> well. At least till the what second time up the volcano did you make that was that the break that broke you
2: no i made it through the lead-in and up to the first time oh. uh the first double ramp and then i was just gone off the back i just couldn't hang with those guys it's a pretty pretty rough group today in race one
0: yeah well given the times between the two races it sounds like it's it was very very spicy in race one so I guess we should talk a little bit about the um, course as well. So the course is three laps of Seaside Sprint. Yes. You're doing that math, right? It's about 23-ish kilometers. Um, seaside Sprint. So the lead-in takes you from downtown through the S's and through the, I guess that's the re- reverse sprint. Is that the reverse sprint direction? JWB Bridge Reverse Sprint. It's either forward or
2: reverse. I don't know.
0: Flip a coin. Yeah, I can't remember. It is the the...
1: the reverse sprint. Yes.
0: So the direction that comes from the S's. So you do the the S's, the little ramp up, the downhill through, and then across the bridge. And the sprint is at the the sprint line is at the end of the bridge. And then you go into Italian villas down the dirty Supresa, across the land bridge to the volcano, and then you do the ramp up into the volcano, which is, I think, technically the
1: that clockwise direction quick right as soon as you get to the volcano and just yeah. head right up
0: yeah it's yeah. so there's, a, there's a fair ramp there nothing too crazy but it is a 30 second ramp maybe into the volcano and there's another little ramp inside the volcano over at the banner and then out of the volcano um across the bridge towards downtown but then you hang right back into the s's um, do it all again do it all again three times and
1: uh yeah so, Chris so was... i ahead. think the most interesting thing about this race is you think that the race is go like it's mostly flat you think the race is mostly going to be about that final kick in the s's that that leads you down to the sprint and then that double kick in the volcano and that if you can hang there you should be good that is not how this race gets raced Uh, in, in both race, both race one and race two, the place that you need to be really watching, there's a few places, but, uh, the S has got real spicy in both of them. Um, so not just that final ramp, every roller, basically from the, from the time you hit the S's, the pace is on. Um, and it, I think the in our race, in race two, uh, the first lap was fairly tame through the S's and they waited until people were a little softened up uh, and just hammered all the way through there on lap two.
0: Definitely there was an attack every time we turned right out of the bridge, somebody yeah. attacked into the S's. And I didn't find, I found once the attack came back, like at various points, it came back. Sometimes it was a little longer and sometimes a little shorter, but once the attack came back, the pace came off until you hit the ramp and, and then the ramp was hard, but not as brutal as I've ever raced it. Let me put it that way. And I think the reasoning, I think the good racers who a tend to be lighter a little bit, but, um, I think they know that everybody's ready for that one. So they were, they were trying to punch it earlier to catch people out um they got me hack at that whole distance yeah and then they know that when they because otherwise i think what happens is everybody knows that's coming the big guys can sprint hard enough up the top and then catch them on their down ramps so they can't break them there so yeah but and then the ramps were i i, I don't know and race two, I the volcano ramps were hard but i never felt out of like like i never felt broken doing them. yeah
1: uh yeah it really was that uh i was i was right right in the front ready for that attack uh hadn't had a uh draft van and just I, by the time we hit the uh that hill i was a couple seconds off the back and never came back yeah
0: and it, once that i think one of those i think maybe even the lap two move we got down to 19 in race too. I don't Chris, I don't remember you weren't there watching at that point. You'd already had to take care of other business. But um like we got to 19 and then basically that group of 19 never really broke up again. Like
1: yeah.
0: And I think that might have been that attack in lap two. Yeah, Sean,
2: should... do you think you would have stuck around longer if you were not wearing the visor?
1: Probably, yeah. Yeah. I've I've, I've been the only reason I switched headgear was uh matching with Bowser. Uh, so we we'd both been wearing the same pink hat for three years. Uh, <laughs> decided it was finally maybe time to change it up and there's not that many great options for headgear. Uh,
0: gotta do more events.
1: <laughs> that's it's fair.
2: Just, nothing would be better. Than Bowser. It's just there's always nothing. That's what I hope. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think for race one, um, it sounds from Matt's description, the first group was definitely even more aggressive than race two because it sounded like even that
1: front group like continued to break up over the race. so um yeah, I watched his race and it, it did look like even so the other places that you don't expect there to be moves, but there were some moves are on the descent of the uh dirt the little dirt climb um so the dirty suppressor going down and then even across the little land bridge over to the volcano trying to people yeah. trying to break things up uh before those the double kick so it 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 seems like uh it it still was in anticipation of those two um those two main main breakpoints uh but people were going early and trying to soften people up before those yeah Um,
0: Yeah, we definitely had two attacks on the downhill i think both of them were jason robinson Robinson. on the downhill um in the dirty suppressa which uh was very unpleasant
2: the word with your cousin there so i'm not to (laughs) it's
0: the black sheep (laughs) uh full arrow I took Falero. I think it's Falero. I mean, you're going pretty fast even on those little climbs. Yeah. If you if you really feel you need a little bit of weight off, take a Tron. But I took Falero. I think it's Falero. It's gonna even if you, I think if you're gonna get shook, you're gonna get shook even on the Tron. You're gonna want to win your sprint, or you're gonna want to be TTing it. So yeah, Falero.
1: Uh, I do yeah, think don't so, sprint like me. <laughs> for people who are not uh, front groupers, uh, this is one where keeping on the power is, and, and being aware of where those splits might happen uh, is really good because you're likelier to end up in a bigger group than not uh, if you are really paying attention and on it for where those splits might happen. And can just hang on a bit more and then keep the power on a bit longer to chase things down. Yeah, that was exactly what I was gonna say. Is is
0: as much as you can, like that those front guys, like they're fighting each other, but they do stop and recover to get ready for the next fight. So if you can as much as that's gonna hurt and it is going to drain you for the finish, if you can power through another like extra 30 40 seconds to get back to that group you will be in a better shape than if you decide to pull off and, and recover like there's kind of not a it's not like zrl or what was there was another one that we just did where i'd given up and sort of decided discretion was a better part of valor <laughs> um oh cobble climbs last week so there's not those same sort of steep steep ones like you do get benefit of being in those groups a long ways so you're you're the longer you can stay in those groups the better you'll feel
1: you'll be ultimately yeah i so i believe i was in a um in the group 20 seconds longer than uh ian elston and pete Dyke uh three 3.14 um and because of that i ended up being able to coalesce with a group of four and work with them to the finish uh, for you know, an extra two laps. And I don't think I was doing significantly more power than them and finished about a minute and a half ahead. Um, it's, it's just that like being able to put in maybe just that little bit of extra effort to make sure that you have a draft to get to a group um, can make big differences here. Agreed. And it's also, I think, if you're if you are in a little group and you're you know not just entirely wiped from trying to chase the front uh this is one of the most fun finishes tactically
0: yeah it it is it, it is a great it is one of my favorite ending segments in all of Zwift today i blew it <laughs> i wait i i went for the like little super tuck at the end to try and, like get that extra half second to oomph, but I waited too long. And by the time I started the move up, they were already going too fast in front of me and I couldn't catch on to get the, get shot, on the so, wheels. Yeah. So, waited too long. Um but it finished Although, I mean, Flake, I was looking, of course, there were two Bs that finished ahead of you. One is Dan Manalo. <laughs> so, give me a freaking break. And the other one was Kevin Walsh, who... Kevin must be the absolute master of getting 3.9 changes at 95 percent of 20 He's a 3.97 average on
1: ZP. So, um, so you're so what you're saying is everyone who's faster than you is sandbagging.
0: No, I mean (laughs) they're just sandbagging HWR. (laughs) So it's all fair play. But you know, I was the third fastest B in the race and. You know, I, you know, Andy Kroll fitch, finished behind me. Paul Shucker finished behind me. Those are guys who I race, you know, neck and neck with every week. So, yeah, can't, can't complain. Finished in the front group, basically just last in the front group. Well, I guess Paul was one second behind me. So, yeah, yeah, it's a good race course. Get out and race it. You, you, you can do it without getting too, like, smashed up, too. There's no big 20 minute climb. There's not, Four leg snappers, like we'll talk about maybe towards the end. So you can do it and not feel like you can't
1: walk for a week.
0: Which I uh, guess brings us to
1: HBR this week is on TikTok. TikTok. One lap says. Yes. Yeah. So that one lap is about 17K um i guess there's probably is there a lead-in yeah there, there'll be a lead-in for that as well so it'll be a bit longer than that 17k yeah it's um, desert
0: desert pen start right to, and so the lead-in is to the desert arch which is about it's
1: another couple like two, two and a half k yeah. yeah so it should be right around 19 kilometers uh I think this is a good one for, for HBR long flat. Yeah. That... It's a really good HBR course.
0: Yeah. Flat, flat through the desert. And then, um, the climb up towards Titans Grove after you go through the town, which is a 3% mostly type of thing it takes about, it's about a kilometer probably from where it starts to ramp up till you flatten out and go back downhill it takes Probably a couple minutes in that race. Yep, I was going to say it's about two to in in the D's, it might be closer to two and a half. Mm-hmm. But but it's the right type of challenge, I think, for them to try and break some people. Practice stand <laughs> on wheels in the climb, all that stuff. You go back down into the underwater tunnels. There's a little ramp up out of the underwater tunnels into towards downtown. You hang it right, and you finish off through the desert
1: at the barge. That little climb that that goes over the bridges back up to the desert flats is probably where this race is going to get made. Yeah. That is a deceptive little hard stretch, isn't it? After you've been, after you've been racing for whatever it's going to be, 25 minutes, that can be hard. Yeah.
0: So be, yeah, be ready for that. Um, I'd say like, if you're feeling good, do try and hurt some people on the ramp out of the underwater tunnels, like go for it there and shake some people. Some people will definitely break there. Yep. Um, and just remember that it's a long sprint segment. So maybe don't start your sprint when you pass the sprint segment. Maybe wait until you get a little closer to the arch. Yeah, it's 500 so, meters. Yeah. So unless you feel like you're gonna win it with some panache, as they say, maybe just Maybe a little bit to start that sprint.
2: I always use that rock on the left as a marker as you come in about halfway.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I kind of watch for the turn. When the turn stops, it turns to the left and then turns back to the right. When you start going from the left back to the right, it's like, okay, now we got to get going. Sometimes that's late. Yeah, have fun in TikTok. It's a really good course. I think then we're into Climber's Gambit, Chris?
2: We are into Climber's Gambit. We're uh, in Mercury this week. We're going to do uh, a dirt climb. We're going to go Temple Reverse.
1: So we're doing, I assume, the first few K of Chain Chomper?
2: It's uh, Kappa Quest Reverse. I think it goes okay.
1: quicker okay. than Chain Chomper did.
2: Because chain chopper I forget what the rub was. My goal for this series was to be most efficient.
1: Yeah, with getting uh, it out. So I was, I was looking at uh, at that for the later the later ones, and I see you have epic kom reverse on there with a twenty six k lead in.
2: <laughs> yep. So mimicking the queen stage that uh, that a certain friend of Zwift, uh, wrote into the initial schedule. We're going to keep that going. So we have a longer climb as part of a longer route to finish off the series. Um,
1: but back to this one.
2: But that, Back to this one. We're doing uh, 6K of Kappa Quest Reverse, and that will take us through a little bit of McCurry and then onto the dirt uh, for the Temple Reverse Climb. So I think, uh, I mean, this is the only reason I show up for this podcast. Tell me what bike to take. We're doing gravel, right?
1: What's a Yeah, climb? so I think this is probably the crux, the specialized crux with the um one of those gravel of, wheel sets,
0: yeah, the NV or the other one, yeah, NVG 23. Okay. I think that's the fastest one, but it, yeah, either any of the brand name wheels are within like a half second across. I, what do they test on Swift Insider? Do they test Temple?
1: I think they. For the test jungle.
0: Yes, I can't remember whatever test thing they do. It's within a half second. All
1: the name <laughs> brand gravel wheels on Swift Insider. Yeah, I think they may have actually done a test on Temple Kom or Temple Kom reverse to to really get a sense of how the different things climb. Yeah. On dirt, um, and yeah, this is this is definitely. This is going to be a fun one. This yeah, is going so to be a...
2: a little bit steeper at the bottom and then flattens out towards the top. But, um, I did a mm-hmm. recon day, maybe, I don't know. The days are kind of running together at this point. Um, and yeah, you're just in it for, for a few minutes. Just bury yourself. We're out of I here. Feel...
0: Okay. I feel I never need to ride. Okay, well, <laughs> I feel it shows up in so many races that I never, and it's so evil and hard and terrible that I just never
1: need to ride it. It is deceptive. It's like, okay, it's only, you know, it's less than 2k at three and a half percent. That's an easy climb. Uh, alert! It is not an easy climb. <laughs> um, I mean, I think the reason that I really like the climbers gambit series is that it really challenges you to put out your best efforts over a variety of time time frames uh really and and with the uh I actually just want to talk about this maybe for a little bit uh there have been a lot of people who who are maybe not thrilled about their their uh ftp and uh map numbers that come up from Zwift that, that are what get used in uh the the category enforcement stuff. And the best way to get really good estimates that that get fed into those algorithms, I think, is actually doing all-out efforts in climate gambit because you get a full maximal power curve along the like 2 to 20-minute range, uh, I mean, even if you're just doing the the shorter ones, the 2 to 5, 2 to 10-minute efforts in Climber's Gambit, and then you go all out in HWR or HBR, uh, that's going to get you the best estimates that you can get uh, for your uh, category enforcement um, things in in the the Zwift algorithms, um, I really like doing these. I you know these max tests of some some length once every once a week. It's also what we do
0: in Stampede, but longer on the,
1: ones. Generally on the longer end, although I, I you have thrown in a, a variety there.
0: Yeah, but they're you're right. They're all longer. Like the most of the climbers' gambit ones are between. Well, leave aside, epic. Well, I guess you've got Fox Keith Leith in there, but they're yeah, in, to throw together a nice
2: nice mix this season. Yeah, they're all you know,
0: all, you know like two to two, two to ten minutes. Yeah, and the and the and the outside of Mac Island Stampede is more like twenty to forty five
1: to an hour. No. Yep. so anyway just just another uh another reason to get out there and do some climbers gambit races they're they're fun yeah
0: uh, chris and i have been doing the ones i've been doing stampede and then doing climbers gambit straight after so like, they start an hour apart and usually st- most of the stampede ones don't go an hour so there's a pretty good chance to recover and then go in. i've been finding it good training i think to practice those like you're in a race you got to do something crazy hard early yep. Or, or stick with the pack. Then you get some time to recover. And now here comes like the last climb or something. So that's I'm, I've been enjoying it.
1: That's the way I had been doing climbers gambit and then HWR or over the last summer climbers gambit and then HSRL. Um, yeah. yeah. Getting those, getting those double days in is always, always nice as well.
2: And I'm just telling myself that you're just nicely warmed up every time you beat me after doing a, a stampede effort and then come into camera's gambit was mop the floor with me just oh brent
0: he just got a nice warm-up in so mop the floor 0.2 seconds (laughs) (laughs) wins a win man (laughs) i think you beat me on 23rd street in week one but Uh, i don't know that's so far back i can't remember i know me neither that uh (laughs) that that hilly kom was that that was so rough last week <laughs> i was in such bad shape
2: i thought that was going to be one of the easier ones too but shows that, what one's,
1: that one's fun because you you got to go so hard early and then hang on for another three minutes
2: yeah, yeah. trying to recover from like full red zone yeah that, oh, no. that is... oh well see everybody this weekend on the, on the gambit
0: yeah I guess brings us then to mountain goats. So that we're we're on a new mountain goats. It's all fresh and new, and we are into week one of Knickerbocker Reverse, which with a finish on the KOM. Yeah, thirty. So I don't know how long the full course is, but we're going three to thirty-five point six kilometers this time.
1: So it'll be a lap and a half, basically. Right. The, which... the lap is twenty-two and a half k. So. It'll be one lap plus the,
0: hmm. Which is going to result in three KOMs, like once forward, once reverse, and then once forward again to end. Am I getting that right? Wait, am I looking at the right?
1: You said Knickerbocker reverse?
2: Yeah. It looks like it just takes you to the top of the New York KOM for the second time. So full lap, ride right around New York for a bit, get some peanuts, um, another half lap, and then top of the... It's the reverse, top of the reverse.
1: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if that works out because if I'm looking at this map correctly, getting to the top of the second KOM would put you somewhere around 35K. So
2: that's what I'm seeing too.
1: So we'll see. So it might just be KOM twice. Yeah.
0: It's a very gentle lead in, Matt. Well chosen.
2: To be fair, I mean, there's hills everywhere in New York. You could end it anywhere and it's the summit of the finish. Yep. So. Wow.
0: <laughs> this is true. But at least, like, I tell you, after doing what the hell was the nonsense they had us on Tour de Zwift for the long one this week? It was full bagel or everything bagel. bagel? The... Oh, nice. Yeah, it was, it was twice. Like, it was once forward, once reverse up that KOM. And it's like, I remember how terrible those stupid KOMs are. <laughs> <laughs> and lots of other stuff in
1: between. Which I guess brings us into Stampede. On okay. is this is this the longest route in McCurry Islands? I believe it is. I think it might be.
0: I believe it is. And it, this is the finale of Stampede. So this is the last one. Um McCurry 40. So a 40k TT, which is you know, I think in the TT world, that is a legit TT distance. You know, you target your hour, um, especially, you know, lots of us anyway. It'll be tough to get an hour because it does have, um, it starts at the castle pens and then goes through the village uh, towards the temple side and then back all the way through the rice paddies into Niyokyo. So you take that Niyokyo thing. You- go through a whole bunch of the city of neokio you don't do rooftop um and then you exit neokio through the what is that cave called i don't remember but anyway you go down you go down that big long thing thank god it's downhill because if that was a climb in a 40k tt that would be highly unpleasant (laughs) But you do do. You got to come back out. <laughs> come back, yeah, yeah, you do. Well, but it's not as I I don't find the boardwalk side nearly as ugly myself as that is that the uh, cave. But anyway, yeah. So we you go into Urakazi and you do do the Shisa sprint. So you climb up to the Shisa sprint and you do I think the Mech Isle little climb up as well. So you got to do both of those um you go past the oh maybe you don't do the mech isle climb maybe i'm getting that wrong sorry you don't do the mech isle climb you go around the outside of mech isle okay. past the mech isle pens and then you do like that yeah the boardwalk sandy climb back into um into
1: you may see you yep.
0: and then you got to finish though on the the farmlands to castle climb to get the finish and the i guess just be sure you watch for the finish line because i know when i did this route with um the first time i did this route was on the rap podcast um event and there's like a banner there which is kind of like the i don't know what it is the um you banner, I don't know the one that's up by the castle there, but that's not the finish line. There's a different finish line, I think. So make sure you're watching for the actual like countdown marker and the actual finish line. It can be, I think it's like 200 meters past that
1: banner for whatever reason. So, yeah, it's uh, it, is, it is a pretty flat course. You think of it as a really flat course, but um, there is over 300 meters of elevation game in, in this uh 40k, so you know there is there there are going to be some bits that are going to sap the legs so uh it'd be interesting to see how well people can pace this yeah absolutely it'll be um
0: i mean it's full arrow. don't don't get any mistake about that for it sure. is your full arrow TT bike but yes there is some stuff and getting it getting it in an hour will be an effort for sure that'll be tough and um the the just i guess we should briefly mentioned that that this is like a really really close race and a few things i think the a's well we'll start with the b's because i know the b's the best because that's where i've been racing and all oh, um, right because this is
1: the last uh week of this series yeah
0: yeah and leaving aside the potential that we have to monkey with these a bit because of the problem we had with the one race when we did Leith Hill. um in the a's Um, it looks like Lancaster might run away with it. He's got an 80 point lead, he has 973 points, so he's averaging, you know, top three across all the races. (laughs) But Kev Fowler is 50 points back of Neil Atherton, but he's missing a race, so like he's going to get a full score, and Neil's only an upgrade, so he's definitely got a chase for a podium spot there. In the B's, um, if Tom. Kimsey shows up he's probably got it he's um, only got nine races in so he'll get a full score and he's been winning lots of them but in me and Alex Cooper are basically in a dead heat so whoever one of the two of us wins will almost certainly um, finish in second so that'll be a lot of fun because um, that'll you know me and Alex have raced against each other and stampede TTs for the last three years and been very close in a lot of them so that's really good fun in the seas i think it's pretty close there's um 15 points between nap and Hirschberger. so depending on who shows up could be tough but then like uh between third and fourth there's two points between uh, d clark was is it i think it's dave clark and then shifty gardner and then uh kai saunders and they're 40 points behind them so it's real real close um and then the Ds, uh, Creel and Meyer 30 points apart. And Carrie McBride's in there for a podium spot too. So um, I, I hope I hope the Ds come out. I, I would encourage you as a D if you've been doing some stuff. I know it's a 40K TT as a D is, is a lot to ask. But I think you'll really discover something about yourself by doing it. So I do encourage you to come out and do a little more time. It's been a good Stampede series, I think, otherwise. so. Can't wait to see everybody out on the weekend.
1: Sean
2: has returned with a Lefroy quarter quartercast. Yeah,
1: but we Let's still got about... to
0: do bullseye.
1: Yeah, which and is... then and then talk about next week's races for HWR and HVR. But so bullseye is Laguardia Loop. Um can uh, maybe you guys know more what happened with bullseye this week oh was there a problem oh, okay you guys you don't know either uh i feel like at least one of the races or maybe a couple had just like people getting sent off in the wrong directions and out of the pens oh, and like
0: well that was because it was the same day that the update dropped and my understanding is the update was buggering some of that up unfortunately I think I think Bullseye was the only event they reported some of those issues.
1: Do uh, do you know if there are plans to kind of drop that week's results or what? Are because this is this is also going to be the last week of Bullseye.
0: I haven't seen an announcement from Mark about how they're going to handle that. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, he might be doing the same thing as like I do with Stampede. Is Let me wait till the end and
1: I'll see if it matters. Yeah. (laughs) So the course this week is LaGuardia Loop. I didn't Uh, say how many laps. Does it say on the bullseye page? does not. Some number of laps. Yeah, let me just. I mean, it's it's probably a few because the... I mean, it's only a, it's less than a 3k loop. Yeah, LaGuardia is usually either 4 or
0: 6.
2: And this is uphill prior to the sprint, or, we always get this wrong, right?
1: Yeah, well, fifty. 50. this is downhill <laughs> yeah. into the sprint.
2: Downhill into the sprint. There's no hill prior to the Which sprint. means, with,
1: oh no, which means you go up the hill, and then you have the downhill sprint. Okay.
2: So, the hill is before the sprint start. Yep.
1: Yeah, it's it's a counterclockwise on that bottom loop. Or it's, yeah, counterclockwise on the bottom loop.
0: Yeah. So, you do the cut across, oh, yeah. the climb, okay. and then hit the sprint. <clears throat> yeah. That's so a fun watch. one. This is a good finish line. Other, This is my second favorite finish line, I think, in Zwift, other than Seaside, because that, that climb up is tough. You got to be ready for it. But you can still get beat on the downhill if you run out of gas. And t- timing, timing your feather, timing your arrow, timing your draft can make a big difference on this one too. Which kind of makes the gameplay a little fun. Yeah, this one. for sure. Good luck to everyone. Bullseye hashtag save bullseye. <laughs> yeah. So have the have the numbers been bumping up? I think they have been. Hopefully, last week didn't put a too much of crimp in it, but I know when I looked after. Uh, Volcano Circuit, they had good numbers for most of them.
1: Uh, HWR next week is on the Harrogate Circuit reverse, so it's the the full UCI course except backwards. So you get the pot bank wall. So this will be this will be fun. It's going to be so hard. Everyone's <laughs> going to hurt. It's going to be just bodies everywhere. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's got. Oh my God, so many climbs! I was. Hack. What
2: happened to TikTok? I thought we were doing TikTok.
0: <laughs> no.
2: no that pattern going we move it to HBR.
1: We uh, stopped that with this week. Oh. Uh So, oh, terrible last time. week's yeah, last week's <laughs> HBR we was Innsbruck.
2: Can we petition to push that back a week? Beepers. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's uh,
1: tough. Yeah. It's I mean, that's a that's a Tron course. Uh,
2: yeah, it's Tron in a bucket course is what yep. that is. Holy cow. Yeah. Throw up in your driveway, bleed from your face.
1: Um again, like I this is one that I'm looking forward to because. It's go hard and recover, go hard and rec- like, there's, there's downhills to yeah. yep. interrupt everything. And the groups that I'm in are not going to be pushing exceptionally hard on the flats and stuff in between. Um,
0: it's a good one to measure. Like, I, like if you do HWR on this course, you know to know how, like, did you make it to the top of KOM in the group? Did you make it to the top of the next climb in the group? Did you make it to Pop Bank Wall in the group? Mm-hmm. If you climbed up Pop Bank Pop Bank Wall in the lead group, you're an A. So
1: <laughs> if you make I, it to the KO, the first KOM in the group, you might be a B. <laughs> yep,
0: yeah, because yeah, it's the they're going to be sprint. going
1: hard on that on that uphill to the sprint uh, on that yeah. upper loop. Yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. So. If
0: you're a lower cat, don't get discouraged. This is a very hard course to race the top, guys.
1: And then HBR next week is TikTok. Or, sorry, is Farmland Loop. Yeah, TikTok is this week. Uh, So Farmland Loop, uh, second flattest route in McCurry. um, And has... I think it's a climb up to the kind of castle area, but you don't actually... You don't do that full climb. You you go up, but you don't take the left to go yeah. up right. the uh up the cobbly bit. You go right and come back down. So it takes the cut across from
0: the wherever it is the paddies up into the village.
1: Uh, that turns uh, that out right, uh, yeah.
2: That's usually a piece kind of what we're calling that robo pacer. That's usually a robo pacer route too. If you want to go pop in and recon it that way. I don't yeah. be I've ridden that quite a few times. It's a nice
1: try Yeah, there might be there might be a time this week to get a look at that with, with one of the pacers.
2: Yeah.
1: Cool. Which
0: I guess brings us to round the horn, which this week's topic is the Zwift update, which as all Zwift updates do rolled out without a hitch. Nothing <laughs> broke. Everything worked perfectly. There were no complaints. And the Swift uh, uh, support forums were just full of kudos and and cheers for how well the Zwift technical team had done.
1: <laughs> or maybe that didn't happen. But <laughs> why why wouldn't that have happened, Brent? Well, have any personal
0: experience? I, apparently, <laughs> the first thing that we are aware of is it broke Ant Plus. Um feedback for resistance to your trainer so if you were doing either erger workouts that require the game to feedback um to adjust your trainer resistance or if you want gradient simulation in your ant plus controlled trainer that broke
1: it didn't break for everybody or all the time because i've been riding on ant plus and it's been fine but okay well whoever it was we definitely know i mean i i had it
0: i did like I said, I did my uh, um, uh, tour to Zwift, New, New York or, tour de to Zwift yeah. yeah, on everything Bagel, and I was doing uh, 110 RPMs at 300 watts in my bottom cog up uh, the KOM at 15% grade. So, um, yeah. And, and like I said, they, they Zwift has, has even posted in the support forums that they acknowledge this has happened. They're pushing out a patch to fix it. I don't know if it has been pushed out, but um, in any event, that there was some stuff about drops. I didn't notice this one. I don't know if anyone else noticed this one, but I guess
1: there's a bunch of stuff where like the drops will just suddenly stop counting for people. I did um, see some some people talking about like my drop stopped and then I rode along and then they accumulated real fast to like make up for it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So
0: that stuff happened anyway. the The more important part is they they did do some things. Number one is they have apparently pushed out the Scotland map, which. It's awesome and the route yeah. badges we know there are five new route badges for the Rolling Highlands, City so, and the
1: Square. I want to actually just kind of give give a, an overview of what each of these is. So Rolling Highlands, uh you can you can look at swifttax.com uh, has all of the routes actually already oh. posted um nice. with with maps and um so the Rolling Highlands is a 9k loop uh Seven, 77 meters of climbing um so with okay. a 5k lead-in so in total it's about 14k 106 meters of climbing so pretty pretty rolling um i mean for a lot of these kind of think yorkshire in terms of how rolling they are um they we don't get a sense of uh exactly how much um how steep any of these climbs are because they don't have that listed yet. But um, so that's kind of a, a perimeter loop. Uh, there's city and the skur which um, I don't know if you remember when the um, world champions world championships got announced. There was something about the like the climb, the there were there were a couple of uh, different events that it's going to be a three event thing. Uh, the city and the skyr is actually a hill repeat course. So oh. you come out of the downtown, you go up a hill, you come down, you get to the bottom and there's a roundabout. You go back up the hill, you come down and there's a roundabout. So it's, you just keep doing repeats of this one hill segment. Which I love. That's like, uh, that's going to be one of the meanest uh, courses in Zwift. Um, so that one is a six k loop, or the the segment, the the course itself is six k with hundred meters of climbing. Um, so it's about on average two percent of two percent climb. And that's including the downhills. So uh, there is a crit, a new crit circuit. So the Glasgow Crit Circuit, 3K, uh, 33 per, uh, meters of climbing. So even the little crit circuit, kind of think downtown Dolphin, but maybe with a little more uh, of a kicker in it. Um, the lock loop which is actually really similar to the rolling highlands loop um again it's kind of just a um more of a perimeter loop mm-hmm. and then uh one that's called the muckle yin um and that basically takes all of the um all of the roads in in Scotland so that one's the longest 23k 282 meters of climbing um and you get you get all of it i'm i'm real excited about that uh hill repeat course it's basically like i sometimes do that as a workout on um hilly i'll do hilly forward hilly reverse hilly forward hilly reverse um so this is a fun might be a fun workout uh course
2: and it's even better because we're in the highlands of Scotland, so after you're done with your hill repeats, there's going to be six or eight distilleries right around the corner from there.
1: Yep, stop and have some Lafroy. You can have, well, I mean, you'd have to go across the island for that yeah. one. Is
0: that, is that how you pronounce that?
1: Is, is it not? Lafroy?
0: How did you say it, Chris? Lafroy? I have no idea. It's got far too many vowels and constants in all the wrong places. but
2: Well, either way, you can smell <laughs> I can smell that from here, Sean. It's like a burning hospital. <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> As an audio aid for this podcast, Sean has uh, obtained another beverage that is not the Dust Bowl beer.
1: Yeah. It is. Lafroy, Lafroy Quarter Cask.
0: Which is spelled L-A-P-H-R-O-A-I-G. Yep.
2: That's one of the easier ones to pronounce actually.
0: Which which probably in actual Scottish is pronounced like lock or something like that, but <laughs> all the other sounds are silent. <laughs> We're getting it all wrong, but <laughs>
2: the is the fun one.
0: <laughs> oh
1: I, I generally uh trust Chris on on uh all things whiskey. So
0: this is what I do, folks. Uh, I was listening to a podcast about, so we'll just quickly descend into some quick Scotland talk. I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about Adam Smith. Adam Smith was born in a place called Kirkcaldy, but it's spelt like if you were a North American, Kirkcaldy. And there's the podcast. Larry had one minute of him saying, where was Adam Smith born? Kirkcaldy. No, Kirkcaldy. He's like, that's what I said. Kirkcaldy. No, Kirkcaldy. (laughs) I was very amused. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> Either way, there's some fine Highland distilleries in here. You don't have to hop the ferry over to Leopold or yeah. any eyeless spots. Um, so, I mean,
0: obviously, new routes is always exciting. New route badges is always exciting. I'm still actually missing one. You uh, Ume- uh Urakazi badge. I don't have boardwalks and something
1: bridges and reach. boardwalks. Is that yeah? Yeah. Uh, I know you. So, Chris, you are you are uh, in charge of one of the uh, series. Any of those tickle your fancy as a something to throw into a series and maybe bump something else? Or are you waiting until the next round? I'm
2: gonna, I'm gonna wait. I like the the theme and the flow that I put together on the schedule. I mean, and it'll be, it's gonna be May before we know it. And all these roads are gonna be terrible. And so like Scotland doesn't fall out until <laughs> you get three weeks of summer over in Scotland. Uh, we'll, we'll do a couple of, there's only like one climb you can do it both ways. Um, yep. Yeah, we'll do this in the next series for sure. Um, but this is the 1st time seeing of the maps and the routes in the segment. So uh, I'm going to keep the climber's yeah. it is and then we'll adjust. We'll work these in on the next one for sure.
1: Brent, I could see some of this working in as stampede course.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I will definitely, I think, in the next Stampede, have something from Scotland in it. I don't know which one. We haven't worked all the next series out yet, which we should probably start working on more, but um, uh, there will be Scotland in it, for sure.
1: And I'm definitely expecting that crit course to make it into Bullseye. Yep. I think that's well, a safe
2: bet.
0: That. Does the crit course have, like, elevation to it at all, or is it
1: yeah, so oh, uh good. three three K thirty-three meters of climbing. Um with a a kicker up to um one of the banners. So it is a segment.
0: Yep. Very nice. Yeah, I really appreciate actually I think Zwift is getting better about their um like what can we do with these courses for Events, races, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, they make a pretty world, but they don't just like make their routes, you know, based on the world and then kind of afterthoughts to what actually people are going to do with this thing after they've ridden it once. So, I will give Zoo credit for that.
2: And and to that end, I think there are still some changes coming, like to Autopia, for example. Like depending on which way is it, if you go up Epic and you go up the Radio Tower, you miss the KLM banner. Yeah, the ways like it, like I think that needs to be tweaked, um, we need to get the Latopia public works out there rerun some roads, uh, bury the power lines, make it a segment both ways, no matter if or if you're not going up the radio tower. I'm not advocating for making the radio tower segment, um, I, I would. Uh, I know, but the minute you do that then it has to go into Climber's Gambit and then
1: and then you gotta climb up to it first you gotta
2: climb Epic to get to Climber's Gambit and then my legs are exploded so I don't know um, yeah I think they can reverse engineer some stuff and, and I'm sure they are but yeah I agree they're moving forward the roads that they're building make perfect sense for free riding uh, and the racing community so yeah
1: you know, we, we did, we did wish lists. Uh, I think that they looking at the, the client, the, the Hill repeat um, course that they've made, why not just put a, a roundabout at the bottom of the uh, radio tower? So you can have a course that is just doing repeats of the radio tower course. Cause
0: yeah. those three people are dumb. You can do that on your own.
2: Who is going to want to do that? I mean, can you U-turn at 106 kph or no? <laughs> can you
0: imagine? You're you would. It's what does it take to climb the radio tower? Like six to ten minutes, something like that.
2: Yeah, it takes
0: 15 seconds to get down. It your workout is like it's like it's like six minute effort 15 second recovery go ahead and do that
2: maybe just like a ski lift that takes you back to the top
0: <laughs> so you
2: can do <laughs> bottom descent repeats repeat.
0: yeah. <laughs> i mean that is the other issue is of course you gotta i guess you gotta warm up for 20 to 30 minutes to get up there too that's something we don't have yet, is those fun pens. Give me a give me some mountain pens. Give me a pen at the top of Epic. The
1: pens are the pens are there at the there top you. of uh Ventop and, and uh, Alp. We just can't do anything with them.
2: There's no chairless. Yeah,
0: that's This update included a minor audio fix for removing the close the gap notification sound. Let me tell you how much time I've spent listening to the sound in Zwift. It was the length of time it took me to turn off the sound in Zwift.
2: <laughs> well, one other thing I'm noticing is every time right I, I get a route badge now, even if I've already done it. Are you guys getting that? What was that? I'm getting a, a new badge. Well, not a badge, but I'm getting a notification like route complete Congratulations! Oh. for everything. Like I, I got one today that. after HWR. I um, mean literally everything
1: yeah I think that it it now because I, I think that what's happened is so this is one of the additional ads in this is that the uh your your hollow replays essentially the the ghosts of you um are not just for segments anymore they are for all routes as well yes. Uh, so when you finish a route, it says, you know, oh, great. You finished that. And I think it just adds it to the list of potential replays. Got it. Okay. Uh, and, and I mean, even when, I don't know if this happens when you're free riding, but it, I know it happens when you're riding with, um, with one of the pace partners, uh, there's actually a finish arch, like you would get in a workout. Uh, where you know just one of the big gray, uh, gray arches at the finish um, of the route, so that you know, okay, that's where I, that's where that route ends.
2: Oh, I've not noticed that. Thank you.
1: I mean, ride ride laps of Tempest Fugit with uh, <laughs> with one of the base partners. You'll see a lot of them.
2: I'm going to do that. Thank you. That's good info. God, I'm glad I listened to this podcast. Thanks, man. <laughs>
0: And there's also a bunch of running updates, including including the level 23 cute animal socks, which, shout out to Ange Quop for the orange for posting her picture of her in her cat socks. Because let me tell you, I'm super motivated to level 57 now because I want to get myself some damn cat socks.
1: I'm also really happy that uh, she posted it with a typo the first time. So we got to talk <laughs> about... <laughs> pun, Ferrari. Yeah, pun <laughs> car pun names. <laughs> Persha's and Ferraris. Is that I think
2: I, I I saw the comments after the 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 typo was fixed. So yep. that, no, okay. Yeah. Oh that's amazing. Pretty I love that. Great. Good Pretty job wearing them at full length. Good job, Ange.
0: Yeah. If you have cats on your socks, you 100 gotta show that stuff off which also I continue to wear the 1980s neon. I like that it's called the April Fool's kit and I keep wearing it unironically like it's amazing. (laughs) Oh, it's glorious. I'm going to be disappointed the day you show up and you're not wearing that. Isn't it great? I just, anyway. It works so good with my rainbow wheels. I just can't let it pass. And I know Elle loves it too, so. (laughs) I feel like on that note, it is time to say thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you to Sean Fogenberg. Thank you to Chris Greenland. Enjoy your races, everybody. Moo and good night.
1: Yeah. Good night.